Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Oh wow, I'm in your ears, you know what that means? Oh, bollocks, it's Monday again. I'm sorry about that, I can't help the fact that the podcast comes out on Monday. I'm, I'm lying, I can't help that. But hey, it comes out on a Monday and you just got to deal with that, baby. But we are here, we are going to try and make the most of it because listen... No one likes a Monday. But this podcast is here. It is medicine for your ears. It's trying to make your ears feel some kind of way. It's trying to give you that enjoyment that only can be... like we want. I want you to enjoy this podcast the same way as Jeffrey Epstein enjoys massages. Being massaged. I mean, that guy loved massages more than anything in the world. Like, that guy... He just he just woke up and got massaged. Basically, all day, every day, he's just getting rubbed. You know, whether that's in a massage way or a sexual way, who am I to say? But what I know is that Playboy loved massages. You know, now, definitely some issues regarding who's delivering them, but that doesn't take away from the fact he enjoys being at the hands of a masseuse. And again, this is my theory. A lot of people have it. They're saying what happened to him. Only he didn't kill himself. Hey, snore if you keep telling that one. Um, but maybe he did. You know, maybe he did kill himself. Maybe everyone's just like, they're going, oh, he didn't. It's a conspiracy. Maybe he did, but people are just neglecting how much that guy loves a massage, how relaxed he really is. Yes, a normal neck shouldn't break the bone that it broke in the, in the wee throat bit normally because it you know would need to be extreme force. But when your muscles are that relaxed around your neck, who knows? You know, he could just he could be like a baby. You know the way babies you need to support their heads. That guy could just be so relaxed from being massaged flat out that his neck just went kaput. And he's done. But I mean, this is not a conspiracy podcast. This is just a silly Billy podcast with a silly Billy guy taking care of things and that's what what we're here to do and it's another week it's another week i was gonna say, I was gonna say another week of mayhem now nah, that's totally bs just another week of fun frivolity and frolics and let's let's just settle in and, and get down we're speaking there about jeffrey enjoying the um to be massaged you know enjoying to relax i am a man myself who also enjoys to relax. Now, not in a completely illegal way, same as her boy, Jay Epps. You know, I'm more of a traditional guy. I like to relax in bed. And this week, guys, I got a new bed. I upgraded my bed. I got a super king bed so I could be in bed with my heavily pregnant wife and I wouldn't touch her. Now, she has said, listen, we'll get this bed. And I thought, you know, sweet for comfort, for whatever. She was like, no, we need to upgrade in size so you won't touch me. And I was like, you know, you're making me seem like some kind of pervy guy here. I'm not like, you know, grabbing a cop and a feel, if you will, like as if, you know, I'm somebody from the sun in the 1990s. Oh, a big dirty bastard, cop the feel of a ditty. No, um, she just makes it seem like I would be all over those moves. But it's not even that, you know, it's just in any way touching her she was like no we need to get a bigger bed you need to sleep at your wing of the bed i need to sleep at my wing at the bed there's a no man's land in the middle and by no man's land it means i'm going to go into it and you just stay in your wing davy and that's fine with me it's a very very comfortable bed i got my first lie-in in the last three years on saturday there i ended up waking up at 11 o'clock with extreme guilt i was like oh my god what why what have i missed normally i'm up for five hours already here you know what what the hell's going on and then Went downstairs expecting there to be some kind of chaos. 
and it was fine. Which made me think, the fuck am I getting up at six a.m. to look after shit when I when I can look after themselves? Maybe this is the future, the new bed, the big man. You know, just relaxing, getting sleep ins, getting that twelve and a half hour sleep, just living the best life. That's what what it's all about. Um, wouldn't be hard to beat the old bed. Um, that I had now. I don't want to be disrespectful on a podcast or dissing any particular um establishments but the previous place that I bought my bed that they, they mugged me off I went in and I said listen guys I want a king size bed because listen I'm the king of the mountain I'm the king of the podcast I'm the king of humor can I have a king size bed and the guy was like yeah any other requirements and I said listen if I so desire, I want a bed with a base that's sturdy enough for me to be able to bounce on. And the guy, without missing a beat, went, Oh, we don't make them out of titanium, mate. And I was like, ha ha, you fucking piece of shit. Um, but I said, look, just give me your sturdiest bed. So he gave me this this base, which in hindsight, what I, I should have realised was made of balsa wood. It was fucking piece of shit. One day I went to put my uh, knee on the bed with uh, a ba- basket of washing because that's the sort of high octane life I live. The bed just broke. Like and I was like, oh fuck it. It was on my wife's side. So major trouble. So what I had to do is try to fix the bed. So I had to get loads of flooring, tape it together, use like all sorts of stuff, staples, nails, all kinds of things to try and stabilize that bed. Thankfully I did it. I effectively made a splint for the divan base of the bed and it sort of worked but then over time my side of the bed because again it was a smaller size than the nice super king we have ended up the mattress just kind of sort of broke a bit because i was just always on the edge you know both in terms of in the bed and you know mentally as well like i'm, I'm an on the edge kind of guy i'm kind of guy who does have a bit of a breakdown from time to time so you know yeah i was on the edge there wasn't a good scenario and then whenever we got uh, through the latter, latter stages of this pregnancy I was just oisted out I didn't have another wing to go to I just had the side of the bed at one stage my wife got up to pee during the night came back took a photo of me and then showed me the next day I was like I do not know how you did this or what your your move was or what um dark arts were at play that kept you in the bed in that particular night but I need to know it because there's no way the position in which you were lying you should have still been in that bed and I said what do you mean she goes look at this photo and when I looked at the photo my entire body my torso was off the bed like my upper body and my bum was just like floating on the edge I was like one of those goats you know like those Ibeck mountain goats it's just like you look at it and go hey how'd you get there mate and B, you're going to die on the way down. That's kind of the same as me. Like, if I fall out of bed at night, I'm hitting the head off the, the table beside the bed, and I'm dying. You know, I'm just getting a bleed to the brain. Night, night, Davy, you know. But she said, like, how do you do it? And then I looked at the photo, and I had almost my my legs facing um, parallel with my arms. You know, it was almost like a C-shape. My legs were just straight across onto the bed, and my arms were straight across holding on to the headboard and it was a very impressive sight how I managed to stay in that bed and not fall out I do not know but now we've got this this new big baby with a very sturdy base now the previous place I don't want to speak ill of you know I don't want to slabber at them but it rhymes with Melman Murnishings right that's where I got the previous bed they mugged me off didn't give me a sturdy base but this time went to a new supplier got a very sturdy bed and they show that I'm actually an older guy now 
the bed has drawers because everybody needs storage space. You get the point in life where, you know, you don't want to become a hoarder. You just need to utilize storage space. New bed has drawer set. We've got storage space. It's all good. It's all sturdy. If I so desire to jump in the bed, I can do that. I'm not going to do it because my wife will have a fucking canary. But if that fantasy comes into my head and I'm dying to do it, mm, I will do it. But the new bed is great. So much so that as soon as I finish this podcast, I might just go to it. It's not even late. You know, it's not even late in the day. It's not even late at night. It's not even bedtime. But listen, when you get a new toy, you like to play with it. You know what I mean? Like a dog with two dicks up there. Not not doing anything dirty, just sleeping. Just being in bed, being comfortable. Being able to spin around and just swing a leg and swing an arm without, you know, if I accidentally make contact with a spinning back fist from a horizontal position i'm not going to be brought to, to the flipping courts and be like oh he's a wife beater you know what i mean because that's what they'd be like everyone's fucking looking to cancel you now imagine if i spun around and accidentally clock my wife a big dig in the bake when i'm sleeping that'd be it there'd be all the fucking wee twitter trolls of the day be going oh david but we cancel them cancel them because that's what trolls do they live under bridges and they eat shit and they go on twitter and just fucking be hateful you know but they want to cancel all comedians and and listen you know come come at me if i do something bad but hey if i accidentally bought my wife one in in, in bed you know you may deal with it you know but now i can't do it because of very short arms like my my limbs are in weird or or, or weird sizes my legs very short arms very short long torso so if i spin the arms around the bed in this big massive bed ain't going near you know i mean not touching at all so it's all good also i build a little like defense mechanism i build a wall in my bed with pillows at night too just so as um you know i i don't have to look at her and stuff because if i look at her wrong and when we're in bed together she'll get a temper because she's pregnant and then she beats me with a back scratcher which is really stingy because it's kind of just like an aerial of a car not a sweet scenario so i just stay on my side my own beeswax she's over on hers that's all good she resents me for the pain she's suffering during pregnancy because apparently I was the one that got her in that state, and I was like, hey, listen, you're the one on the kid. I just wanted the practice, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted the experience that goes along with making, but hey, you, you'd want it, and you got it, and I, you, you resent me and hate me, and then she starts saying wee things to me too, you know, being like, um, oh, you made me, you made me pregnant, and you're the one to blame for all this, and I'd be like, oh, sure, it'll be all good in a couple of weeks when we've got a little bambino, it'll be all grand, and it's like, yeah, I fucking hate you, you know, your breath smells, you fucking hairy back, I hate the way your teeth are all gap. look at your fucking gammy eyes, why is one of your eyes bigger than the other, you big fucking freak, look at that balding head, I fucking hate you, I wish I never married you, you son of a fucking bitch, think you're funny, no you're not funny, you're not as funny as fucking, you're not as funny as fucking Colin Geddes, you're not funny as Shane Todd, you're not as fucking funny, look at you, you're useless, what shit are you writing, you piece of shit, you making dinner tonight, yeah, I don't give a fuck, you can't cook, you make fucking stinking food, I'd rather eat dog food than that shit you make, look at you, you stupid hairy eared fuck, and I mean, I would be like, oh wow, that's a bit excessive, you know, you could hold back a little on those digs, but she doesn't, and then she's like, oh no, it's hormones, hun, and I was like, listen, I can take a slabber at me, but don't fucking be sectarian for a second, all right? Don't you call me a hun, or I'll call you a finian, even though you're not, even though my ma is, but that's fine, all right? You've, if you want to get sectarian, I'll get sectarian. Although I'm, I'm as you all know, bisexual guy, kind of mix of both, so hey. Whatever, losing a run of myself here about this damn bed. Um, 
what else has happened? Nothing. That's been about it. I was supposed to have gigs this week. They got cancelled. First gig was the Stenhall Festival. Got cancelled because of coronavirus. Because they were supposed to follow um, all these rules and guidance. Which they did. They followed all the guidelines. And then still for banter, it's cancelled. Which is bullshit. Because I would have loved to have done that. Um, and yeah, everyone's... Everyone's just fucking me off about coronavirus at the minute. You know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the way people are just getting on like normal. I'm sick of the way some rules apply to some things and some don't. It's just so fucking ambiguous. It's bullshit. I was out for tea, dinner and I said, tea? How old am I? I was out for tea a few weeks ago. And um, it was all grand. We drove to the restaurant, went in, got a table out of the way. All fine and dandy. Um, and then whenever we were walking to the car, just queues of people outside bars. No distancing, none at all, no masks, just people just standing, spreading germs. It was like, how come you can't stay in a bar after like 11 at night, yet you can just stand for like five hours in a queue, like, you know, 100 people deep? It's bullshit, you know, the thing is BS, and it's just annoying me now. So I don't know, I sort of feel like I'm half normal, half not normal. Gigs are getting cancelled, that's weird. Then I was supposed to have a gig at a corporate on Saturday night, then just the the what transpired was basically my wife and I were like, oh, well, this is going to be, it'll be an indoor thing. We don't know where it's going to be. We don't know what the setup's going to be. We don't know how many people are going to be there. It's probably more, it's probably more selfish to do it than not because it's a what if case. What if I brought something back? What if I made my wife who's 30, Four weeks pregnant, it could be. Once you had 30, I stopped counting. But 34 weeks pregnant, guy give her coronavirus. It'll be BS or give my daughter it, who give it then to my flipping mum who's old and vulnerable and my dad who's old and vulnerable and my in-laws are old and vulnerable. It's just BS, you know, all for the sake of, of you know, an, a nice purse. So, you know, it's like, like a boxing fighter. You know, I, I did this gig tonight. For, I don't know why I automatically went Chris Eubank. I did this... <clears throat> Thing about it is, I did this gig tonight for a very, for a very stupendous purse. Um, but I just thought, no, I can't do that. You know, I can't do it. It's too much of a risk. And that's all off the back of us planning on going for a bit of a a staycation next weekend. We're going to go to Donegal. Cancelled it too because of outbursts of coronavirus. Again, risks of being far away from home should the baby come. So we just everything's just been cancelled, and I've just been in a bit of a bad mood or bloody week you know this whole coronavirus because i'm sick of it but i don't quite understand the way other people are treating it and people are just you know getting on like normal ignoring any advice ignoring any distance and not wearing masks because here's the thing yes masks aren't an ideal situation for anyone nobody likes wearing masks but if it's going to stop a spread of a virus which kind of shut down the entire world hey i'd go for it and that brings me on to an interesting thing I saw on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw this. There has been a war on the Irish celeb scene between two factions that I never knew I needed to see go to war. But I love it. And that is Jedward, John and Edward Grimes and Jim Core, the guy from the Coors who's not a female. And I'll just read this article here for you. Um... 
Jed would have launched a scathing attack on Jim Corr, who's a member of the Corps, after a crowd marched through the Irish capital of Dublin to protest the use of face coverings amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The protest, which was held on Saturday and organised by Health Freedom Ireland, uh, drew ire from Jedward, who called the demonstrators selfish lowlifes. Go ahead, boys. Um, Taken to Twitter, they wrote, Dear Dublin Anti... I'm going to read it in their voice, of course I am. Dear Dublin Anti-Mask Protest, get the fuck inside, you selfish lowlifes. Sincerely, the rest of the country. Um, when your core message is wrong, you have no legs to stand on. There's only one right in this fight against COVID, so don't even try to question it. Change your attitude and get with the times. Jim Core shared footage from the protest on Twitter and expressed his support, leading Jedward to criticise the musician, along with a few references to the Core's well-known hits, classic, like, hey, Jim Core, I'm going to say it, weird guy, you know, he was featured in, in in the Champions League of Weird in my old podcast, the Village Weird podcast, this is, you know, he's just into a lot of conspiracy things, he believes the kids should be vaccinated, he believes in all conspiracies, basically, and now he's saying, coronavirus is fake, you should, you know, you should be able to not wear a mask you don't want. It's all it's all a government conspiracy. But Jedward said, Go on, leave the whole country breathless. In commas, because there's a core song, breathless. From COVID, because your idiotic behaviour, Jim Core. And then they hit him with the, the, most, the biggest insult, the middle finger emoji. Oh no. And Jim quickly responded, the jibe writing, Shut up, you fools, and grow a brain between you. Jedward then fired back with another song quip, writing, Why don't you just go and run away? And FYI, your sisters never needed you. To, never needed you. Please leave the band. Don't know why I turned into Louis Walsh. Jim! <laughs> your sisters never needed you. Why? Please leave the band, Jim. You're young, you're talented, you're, you're in the final. Um, Jim then slammed the Jew as Ireland's on oh no Millie Vanilli, except he didn't even spell it right, he just spelled it as Millie Vanille, which I enjoy even more. Your Ireland's equivalent to Millie Vanille. Um, don't know why I went all uh, aggressive movie. You're nothing but Ireland's answer to Millie Vanille. <laughs> um, and jokingly shared a YouTube link to the core song, I Never Loved You Anyway. To further get his feelings about the pair across. I mean, go ahead, Jim. That's decent banter from him. But also, weird guy. Um, he wrote, Ireland's ice fixed it now. It's Millie Vanilli as, as normal. Ireland's Millie Vanilli have spoken. And I shall hand in my notice forthwith. forthwith. But lads, I just want to say, yeah, I never loved you anyway. Jedward, once again, refusing to give up. Hit back with more song references, writing, you're the best background band member in the history of Irish music. Um, Jim, it really doesn't matter at all, because we are so young now and irresistible, and you're just another, here's a mug off, COVID-idiot. Good luck with your air guitar skills. Jim, Jim can't stop. He shot back again, sharing a link to a documentary denying the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, no. Um... Here, lads, while I go practice my air guitar, watch this. It involves interviews with some important people, but don't get overwhelmed as I use some big words on occasions. Just take your time if you need some help understanding. I'm here. Oh, whoa. Um, and then, you think Jedward are just going to end it? No. 
They tried to put an end by saying, you're a waste of our time. We're getting bored. May as well be talking to a brick wall. Go to bed, Jim. And determined to have the last word. Of course he is. Jim shot back, sharing a link to Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall, and wrote, speaking of which, Night Lads, and ended it with an X. And then Jedward shared a tweet where they appeared to have a change of heart about online arguments, calling them pathetic. But I mean, listen, Jed, what, what Jedward have been at have just been flat out social media lately and tell you what they're classic you know um but he said yeah twitter fights are twitter fights are so pathetic we don't have time we're right you're wrong wear a mask wash your hands whoever needs to hear this and then yeah that was about it but jim i say we we bit a more, more story here um in the article jim's a member of the cores along with his three sisters he's been critical of mask usage um writing in july that masks are about keeping the fear alive until the vaccine arrives Masks stop viruses in their tracks in the same way as underpants stop farts. Well, what I'd say to you, Jim, is listen, underpants mightn't stop farts, but they stop shorts. So, you know, if there's germs and if the shit's flying out, they'll stay in your, your kecks and knock it in the air. So you can't just walk around wearing no pants. Do you know what I mean? So I, I was pleased to see that from them. Um, I thought that was good call from Jedward. It's good to see Jim Core called out. I mean... It's a strange, strange one for me because Jim Core, um, true story, actually bought a, a, a birth present for my daughter Holly when she was born a couple of years ago, and I mean, nice of him to do so, but also, um, it was a hat made of tin foil and a full suit, um, as well out of tin foil, so it was fun to do that. But very strange argument, very enjoyable. I like, lo- I, lo- I like to see Jedward being the voice of reason. I never thought I would say the day, see the day where Jedward would be the ones in an argument who actually, you know, are making sense. Now, if people are out there, right, here's the thing, right, if listeners to this podcast are like, oh, no, Dave, you're fucking, you're living in the shadows, man, you know, I'd be saying, listen, I did single award science, and I got a very low grade in it. I don't know anything about science. I don't know anything about viruses. All I do know is what I'm told by scientists. I nearly said science people, by scientists. And I'm going to listen to them because they know more than me, you know. And, you know, sometimes it it helps to not know everything. Like, guys on Twitter are going to know less about coronavirus. Just a random dude in the street. Why should I wear a mask? It's fucking muslin. Hey, fuck up. You know... Listen to the science. Although masks mightn't stop coronavirus, it will reduce the spread a little bit, like anything, because it's covering particles getting in your mouth. You know, so if it does a little bit, just do it. You know, what's the big deal? You wear it in and out of shops. Pop it on, pop it off. Bingo. It's like a rubber Johnny. You know what I mean? Just anytime I go to the shop, I put a condom on. You know, just in case. So do the same with your masks. You know what I mean? If anything it's if it doesn't work at least it's 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 trying something do you know what i mean if it's but i just feel like everyone's just forgetting about stuff leadership from the top is weak we don't know what's going on there's no consistency you know stay at home don't be having parties don't be having people in your house but queue 50 people deep in bars you know you, you can only go to bars but you can't go to bars if you don't eat food oh very weird you know so you know, try to avoid spaces, make sure there's social distancing, or just go out and eat two for the price of one. You know, it's, there's no consistency with it, and I just feel like, you know, there's going to be a second coming 
of the virus, kind of like I feel there very may well be a second coming of the Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ with the weather that's been going on in this place the last few days. It does concern me. It wouldn't surprise me if 2020 was the year in which Jesus returned and the world ended because it's just been that fucking mental so far. So, I mean, I don't know what to do, you know. Um, what I would say, though, amongst it all, and through where, it's just really going to do that, but it's a hard note. Um, what I would say, that no matter what, if the world's ended or not, what people really have to do, and this is a serious message above all else, People need to rate and review my podcast. Please get over to Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, not Apple Music, because I don't sing, even though I'm a voice of an angel. Mmm, yeah! You know, so get over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast. I will read them out on the podcast. So that's what I will do, because I'm a sound guy. Even though the podcast is called Sly Guy, I'm a sound guy. I'll read it out, and we'll all share opinions about me only if they're good if they're shit I'll, I'll, I'll abuse you you know i'll be a sly guy in that case but more often not please do helps the podcast we're trying to spread it trying to get it out there the only thing it needs to be spread in these times is my podcast not coronavirus so please do that and if you like the podcast and you like some of the bits on it you know stick a story up on instagram quote some of the bits you like whatever just put it out there helps helps the podcast helps get new eyes onto the podcast and help spread the word, you know, so I would really appreciate that. What I also appreciate is the support for the Sly Guy podcast that is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, nobody likes a bush, you know, Um. Nobody likes a bush. Nobody likes a big, hairy bush, you know. Penises look smaller in the bush, you know. A penis in the hand's worth two in the bush. No, a penis in the hand is worth way more than a penis in the bush because you can't see the penis in the bush. But Manscaped are here to trim that bush. And listen, even though the product's called Manscaped, women can use it too because it's 2020 and I'm about opening up for everybody. You know, women can use the Manscaped as well because genitals are all made from the same meat. You know what I mean? The big man upstairs uses the same product on vagines as he does on cock and spiels. So just get it, women. Use it, give it a trim. You'll not, you know, you'll not slice up your bits. You know, you'll not end up having um, your bits down there looking like some kind of carpaccio beef you know it's going to be all good same with guys in your bags you know you're not going to have you're not going to have eviscerated ball bags you know you're not going to have um a scrote that looks like a butcher's bin you'll be sweet you know and i've used it i am like a naked mole rat down there i feel glorious all thanks to manscaped and their greatest ever ball hair trimmer, the new improved Lawnmower 3.0. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping or womanscaping accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. And it's premium gear, guys. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a battery that lasts up to 90 minutes. So if you really want to take your time, you want to shave your pubes, your bush, your shaft, and your taint, or you want to do your armpits, you want to do your back, your chest, your eyebrows, your hair, fuck it, have a full party. You know, take it all off, up the good guy and yourself the hoods. Um, get it done. You know, get it done. It's all good. And and it's got a wee light on it too. So if you want to do it in the dark or in the shower, in the dark, whatever. So if you want to shave your balls while you're underwater, 
in a shark cage. You can do that with Manscaped. That's what I'm saying. Get 20% off for free shipping with the code SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. That's all capitals. SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. I will thank you. And this is the last week of the Manscaped sponsorship. So if you haven't already, get on to Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code SLYGUY. All capitals, no spaces. SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, no pubes at manscaped.com. The Sly Guy podcast is also forever brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind, brother, to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. They say local craft beer markets going international. Modest is delicious and the word is spreading like mad. They, even though they they're a modest they're a mo- they're a modest beer modest by name modest by nature they don't want to revolutionise the craft beer movement just add to it with a joyous responsible honest and modest delicious beer if you're keen to know more contact modest on Instagram Facebook or Twitter at modest beer or www.modestbeer.co.uk to find out more that is it I love drinking modest I love being modest I just love it. And you'd be supporting the podcast. So if you're drinking Modest, get it on Instagram. Tag Modest. Tag me. Show people what you're about, guys. Let's go. Listeners' questions. Jamie Blobby. Hey, Poppy. What's your thoughts on the new restrictions that no one gives a fuck about? Hey. I've said it already. I feel like the new restrictions, no one's going to listen to it. Because, listen, it's one of those things. If there's no enforcement, people are just going to do whatever they want. And the police have kind of gone, listen... Nothing we can do about it. Get over it. To which the, to which the government are like, all right, mate, no worries. Cheers, bro. And that's the height of it. What I think needs to be done is I think there needs to be a new group set up um, to enforce COVID restrictions. And basically what this group is going to be is like, you know, some kind of extreme militant government-led group of special ops trained killers and they go out with very kendo sticks they go out with kendo sticks they go out with socks full with pool balls or batteries and they just lay a smackdown on people not wearing a mask now is that going to sound a little bit severe to some people yes but people don't get if you don't get the message across people don't learn people won't adhere to rules so sometimes you need to turn it up a notch yes if my granny's out shopping without a mask on snooker cue to the back of the bonds for sure you know teach her a lesson she'll do it again you know it's one of those things you're like dave that's very harsh to your own granny but i'd be like listen first of all all my grannies are dead secondly if they weren't and you want to be taken seriously as a dictator, because this is how I'm looking at it. If I'm running the country, I'm a dictator. I'm going to rule with a rubber fist. That's the way I'm going to take care of business. It's going to be strict. It's going to be totalitarian. It's going to be very fun. Let's not get that wrong. There will be fun. But anybody who goes against me, listen, I'm going to be like the the Western world's Kim Jong-un. You know, I'm going to be like the Mugabe of, of, of the North. You know, um, the Mugabe of the North. And I just mean the North of the world. Like, that's what I'm going to be. Um, 
But listen, all you guys, all listeners of Sly Guy Podcast will be looked after as long as you adhere to the rules. You know, if you step out of line, yes, you'll be kidnapped. Yes, you'll be tortured. But hey, you'll go out and you'll be respecting the regime. And if you don't, you get brought back in again and you'll be put in Magabri because Magabri's going to become the Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Magabre, I will call that. And then you're just getting put in there. And people will be like, oh, it's not really fair. You know, jail without trial, tough. This is what we're dealing with. These are going to be the restrictions. And you step out of line, that's it. See all those kids down at like Crawfordsburn Beach who's complaining about about dropping rubbish? Life imprisonment, all of them. Oh, but what about their futures? Should have thought about that before they dropped an empty bag full of six tins of rock shore. Empty. Should have thought about that, shouldn't they? But they didn't. This is what would happen under my totalitarian regime. And it would be a regime of love. Everything I would do during my dictatorship would be through love of the people. You know, the people would be like, listen, that's a bit extreme. No, it's, this is what I say to my daughter. Like, if she's bad, I'd be like, listen, I don't want to tell you off, but I've got your best interests at heart, all right? So that's what I feel about that, Jamie. For the, thanks for the tough question. Terry Charlton, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is the most sly, how sly are you and what's the best way to... Ch- or, sorry, it's another question. How sly am I? I'd say it all depends. You know, if 10's as sly as you could be, I feel like I'm an honest guy. I'm an honest person. I'm a fair person. But again, if you cross a fair person, you know... You can see a side you don't want to see. So it could definitely waver. Like normally I would say on a scale of 10 the most sly, I'd be sort of kicking about a four. But see if you get on the wrong side of me and I, you get me in the long grass and long runs the fox and I want vengeance on you, oh, I'm 10. There's no limits. I'll, I will stop at. You know, I'll get my own private militia and you'll be you'll be got after. Like that's what I'm trying to work on at the minute is taking over the, the, the North Down. You know, I want to take over North Down. I want to run the Gold Coast with my rubber fist. I want to take care of business. And I want to enforce my own rules. And if you want to be part of it, guys, just come on down. Just come on down. You're welcome to join the revolution. El Revolucion. You're welcome here. But you need to feel. You need to feel it. You need to get into it. And you need to just embrace being sly. An anonymous question. What's the best way to channel one's anger? Asking for a friend well for me what I like to do whenever I'm really angry is beat the fuck out of people no um <laughs> what I like to do when I'm angry I just need to take a minute you know that sounds really weird and old just give me a second I need to get the bloody heart rate down I need to get some deep breaths on board when I was younger and a wee bit more hot-headed I used to just get onto my bed and just fucking ground and pound the mattress like a weird, some sort of weird freak sometimes I'd like suplex my mattress and stuff and just be really angry and break the room up a little but now that I'm older, I'm calm. I'm chilled. What I do to deal with my anger is just focus it on something else. Try and be productive. Get something good out of it. You know. Oh, my boy Tim Gallagher said, Boy Town versus Dirt Civil. Two versus two basketball. Who's winning? Tim. Tim, the honest online coach. Tim, the, the athlete. He's a sporty guy. Plays football. Great shape, good guy, athletic into sports. I assume would be quite good at basketball. You know, there would be that. Shane from Boytown, he's got skills. He's an athlete. He plays football himself. He's good at basketball. You know, then used to be the two that would be like the fitness of it all. 
I am a sharpshooter with a basketball. Let me just say that. Do I have the fitness of you guys? Absolutely not. But could it pop in a three-pointer from way downtown? 100%. Unfortunately for you, Tim, you've got Aaron McCann in your team. A man who I don't feel has any interest in any kind of hand-eye coordinated sport. Any kind of motor skills. He's just like, nah, I'm out. I don't think he can hit a barn door with a basketball. Um, to add to the fact, I've also seen him um, holding a knife and a fork, which can only be described as at a more basic level than my daughter, who's two. You know, he, he holds him. I don't even know how he cuts his food. But if he brings those sort of motor skills onto the basketball court, you it, it's two on one, Tim. So unless you're a super athlete, superb at basketball, you know, dirt silver getting handed it, you know, boy town, maybe older, but we're wiser, we're dirtier. You know, I'm the dirtiest player in the game. You know, I'm the nature boy of the basketball world. You know, I'll put my thumb in your eye. And I'll not care about COVID, you know, and that's just part of the deal. So I think Boytown would take Dirt Civil quite comfortably um, in two-on-two basketball. Liam Carlin said, my question is, was it you that let me out of Crawfordsburn Country Park? I was in a white van and the car I think you were in was a blue Ford. Hope this question isn't shite. At a proper fangirl moment. Love your stuff. Listen, Liam. If you're talking about coming out the back entrance of the country park and the way out up, up in the wee private lane, that was where I think I let a van out last week. And I, I do indeed have a blue Ford. You know, that is what um, I like to ride in from time to time. That's my wee whip around, you know. So, yeah, that was very well me. And I did, leave, I, I did actually think, actually, at some point, the, this is the, in my head, I thought the van was just coming straight out. And in that case, when I'm driving that road, I do not let people out when they just come straight out. But then what happened was I was coming up, your van was sort of going, but then you stopped and I thought, you know what? This is a good person. On you go, mate. Eye for an eye. Doesn't make sense in this moment, but go out, on you go. So it was me that let you out. And Liam, I'd do it again, my friend. Aaron Fitzsimmons has said, not really a question, but I just wanted to say, I hope you have more encounters with Huggy and his sister for the entertainment value. Aaron, I hope that Huggy got run over by his owner's sister because Huggy was a prick. Huggy bit me. I've probably got rabies. I've been dribbling profusely for the last week. So, yeah, absolutely fuck that guy, Huggy. All right. Um, but again, my, my advice to people is, see, if it's not your own dog, leave it be. You know, leave the dogs be. They are little cantankerous fucks and they will ruin your day, which is what Huggy did for my day. He wrecked it, he fucked it, he, he mugged me off. That sounds like something. Wrecked it, fucked it, mugged me off. I don't know why I went to this raw school. Um, Matthew Mernon says, you must introduce the death. Listen, this is all about my, this is my manifesto this episode. You must introduce the death penalty for one thing that annoys you, but currently isn't illegal. E.g. forgot to bring your bin in. I'm sorry, sir. Um, death. No, that's fair. Um, eating disgustingly, like eat Slapping food, burping, I'm breathing all, fuck that. I, I think that should be put to death for sure. Um, too much social media is another thing. Like I have a friend who, he has an opinion on everything. I don't know where the fuck he gets the time of the day to do it. Anytime I go on, on, on Twitter, he's fucking commenting on something. And it's like, mate, take a day off. You're a fucking opinionated bastard. You know, and, and I just can't have that. See people that are have to be right about everything. Hey, just chill. There's more important things in the world. You know, that would be punishable by death. Um, what else would be punishable? Yeah, if you steal people's material, 
that should be punishable by death. That's a comedy based one. If you're a material thief and you make shit comedy, you should be put to death. Matthew Sterrett has said, what do you think about foot fetishes? Weird, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because I would say feet aren't a sexual thing. You know, it's not like they're a big pair of drogbas. You know, people are like, what are drogbas? Diddy ace, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think I think foot fetishes are weird. I think they're like like the cannabis of fetishes. So when you start off with a foot fetish, it's a gateway drug. Next thing you know, you're a pedophile. So for me, don't be in defeat. Michael Kerr has said, Hey Dave, which sly guy regular would win in a fight? John Joe Flood or Violin Mick? Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm gonna say John Joe for a few reasons. Firstly, I think Mick is more of a lover than a fighter. I think he is all about spreading love and joy. He supports the comedy scene like no one else. You know, he really gets behind the whole comedy scene. He supports everyone. But John Joe, I would say, you know, he's, he'd be more loyal to the Sly Guy podcast out of things. Not that the Mick isn't, but Mick likes to, to, get his, uh, to get his kicks from a lot of other podcasts too. And that's fair enough. That's I'm all about a rising tide lifts all ships. But I think that John Joe, there's that. He's got that killer instinct. I've seen him do some gym work. I've seen the way he is. He's got that focus. He's got that dead eye shark eye on him. You know, I think he would, you know, Mick would probably, you know, Mick's bigger and stronger. And if he got you those those big bear claws, much like myself, you'd be in trouble. But I just don't think Mick has the uh, that killer instinct that John Joe would have. And I think that based on that, like Mick would probably go and offer the handshake and John Joe just yeah, put him in some sort of arm bar. And I think he would take it. And it would be really sly to put Mick in an arm bar because that would impact his violin skills and that is a gift sent from God. So I think what we should do there is just book the fight in some kind of like exhibition style and then just keep doing what's happening with Tyson and Jones and just keep, you know, postponing it because I don't want to see fans of the podcast fighting each other. Wilson Davison, how's the big man's dad bod to rad bod journey going? I've lost a stone with the very handsome John Joe Flood and dying to gain membership to this stringer club. Listen, that's another thing I didn't even think about. Mick is in the stringer club. We're all stringers here. We need to all start wearing stringers. See, once I get my finger out and get a producer and get someone on to help me this podcast, there'll be stringers. You know, that's one of the things I'm dying to get on the market. Sly guy stringers, physique guy stringers, get them out there. Um, But it's going all right again. You know, I've got back into exercising again. It was a wee bit off the wagon in terms of busyness. It's always the first thing to go whenever I have a fucking ton of work to do. But I've been training today Um be dieting a bit better and overall yeah it's, it's it's slow but it's getting there and i probably will at some stage maybe get in touch myself with john joe and look to look to get a wee bit of guidance on that because it would definitely help speaking of the devil he said let's get nitty let's get gritty let's get sassy if you had a big weird long gangly fingers for one day and one day only what would you get up to hmm what I would do if I had big, long, freaky, bony, spindly fingers that are really freaky and weird would be I would tickle a lot of people from distance and then just close my fist and they'd be like, who the fuck is tickled? What the hell's going on here? i get into a lot of stuff like that. I would steal people's drinks. You know, I'd steal people's money. I'd become a thief. I think that's the answer. I'd become a thief. I would use my long, spindly fingers to pick locks. I would I would break into people's houses. I would steal things. Um, and I've just become a criminal, which is why I'm glad I've got wee stumpy fingers albeit massive hands but we stumpy fingers mark Haggerty. sorry if this is shite ha, see what you've done here sorry if this is shite 
shite, get it? Um, but what age should you be expected to stop laughing at toilet humour? I mean, I'm not the comedy police. I'm just a very, very talented comedian. You know, I'm not going to say you shouldn't laugh at certain things because there's comedy that comes from this country. There's comedy that comes from other places. It's so shit that you just don't know why people would be into it. Yet it gets numbers. You know, people like it. That's fine. But that's the joy of comedy. It's very... Um, you know, it's it, it's across the board. People can find different things funny. So if you enjoy toilet humor, enjoy it forever. You know, I don't think there'll ever come a time when a fart isn't funny. You know what I mean? My two-year-old dropped the fart earlier, turned around and laughed in my face. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. So absolutely don't, um, absolutely don't, you know, ever give it up. You know, just you be you. And if you find it funny, enjoy it. Patrick Quinn has said, do you think 2020 and the worry <clears throat> and the worry slash virus slash restrictions have changed your perspective on what's important in your own life? Um, you know what? Not especially, you know, because I feel like I think already I kind of had, self, like it's, it's not selfish. I just think since I had, had have had my own family, it's like, right, that's the most important thing. Um. In terms of comedy, I remember I had an argument with another comedian once. Not an argument, a, a debate. And he was like, oh no, comedy has to be the most important thing. And I was like, you're mental. You know, because at the end of the day, if I give up comedy as much as it would break my heart, I still have my family to go back to. Do you know what I mean? So you got to prioritize them first. I already thought that. I just think now that it maybe will make me appreciate things a wee bit more, like the freedoms that we have a bit more. You know, being able to just like pack a bag and go away for a weekend somewhere or go on, you know what I mean? That sort of stuff, which you can't do now. You know, I think that's something. And I definitely think, you know, coronavirus is a real thing and I'm not a conspiracy guy and I think people that are just weird and need to get more fucking interesting things happening in their life. But I think I think it's maybe just made me appreciate the freedoms a bit more. But in terms of like perspective, I, I think I kind of already had that in order you know i mean someone may come out and go that's wrong but who knows and um, brad thornton said hi david um how's the crack have you ever been in a fight if yes how did you get on um when i was younger i used to just fight with my mates for like banter you know we used to just have staged fisticuffs you know that was fine um sort of i mean i don't want to say I was, i'm an undefeated champion but hey undefeated champion um, one of my friends who to be fair is a lot lighter than me is always game for a fight and he'd always be like oh let's let's box and every time I would just clock him a big right hook and he'd be done like um, but I got into one fight outside the bot once and there was a lot of ground and pound went on and I felt bad afterwards because the police and stuff were called um, and it was a little bit hairy scary but luckily nothing happened because to be fair what happened that night I was in the bar in the bot when I was a younger guy. I was there my friends. These two dickheads, right, walked past. I had my mobile phone in my hand and he just walked past and knocked it out of my hand. And I was like, what a dickhead? And I just bent down to collect the phone and when I stood up, I just looked straight ahead and the same guy just smacked one of my mates, like completely sucker punched him as hard as he could and knocked him down, drank everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? So I did what any mate would do in that incident and just restrained him, got the arms round, you know, like it's... Like a full Nelson, that's the move if you're a wrestling fan. I got this guy in a full Nelson and held him until 
the bouncers came and then the bouncers kicked us both out and I was like I didn't do anything I just restrained the guy to help you out and he was like nah you're fighting you're out so I kicked out and I was like that's bullshit so when I was outside I phoned um, my other mates were inside to be like well we've been kicked out my other mate I could punch in the face was sitting on the ground just sort of holding his face and that was that and then as I'm phoning my mates outside um, these two guys who are out are just walking like they're both scumbags right and one of them just walked past and kicked my mate as hard as he could in the face when he was just sitting on the ground for no reason and I was like what the fuck I went up to the other guy and he just pushed me and I was like yeah, don't touch me and then he ripped my shirt and when he ripped my shirt I just lost it you know, just lost my temper, spear tackled him to the ground, just got on top of him, ground pounded him until, yeah, he probably was a bit unconscious. Then the other guy came from me, hit him really hard a couple of times. He was in the ground too. Next thing I know, the police are there. And I was like, hey, listen, it's, it is what it is. You know, it was um, an awful night. And then I still live with my parents. So I went end up going home, still daylight outside because this was early doors. Just me, covering blood, shirt wide open with my hand. I think I actually broke my hand in that particular exchange. But that was the only fight. But I, I don't like fights, to be honest. I don't think... Uh, I try to avoid fights at all costs where possible because, you know, they're more trouble than they're worth. You don't know what people might have on them. They might have weapons. Also, you don't want to just knock somebody and then just, you know, there's nothing big and clever about being a fighting machine, all right? There's nothing big and clever about being able to put someone to sleep in a second, you know? But... It's like they say, as I, as I think it might have been Nostradamus or some of those really wise old guys said, with great power comes great responsibility. And don't at me and be like, ah, it's Spider-Man. Where did Spider-Man get it from? He didn't make it up himself because he's a spider. Last quip. This guy is a fucking arsehole. Like, last question. Uh, she and Todd, nope, we're fine, thank you. Every week he comments on my call for questions saying no, no thank you. You know, and of course he doesn't want to ask a question because he's too busy laughing at his own boring and repetitive anecdotes and asking puff questions like, how do you have your cup of tea on a podcast, which I named, by the way. And to answer a question, even though he didn't ask it, how do I have my cup of tea? I just basically put a bag in a cup, then some boiling water and milk, like anybody normal, snore, boring, boring content, but fair play to Shane, he's a good guy, good friend of mine, um, and he launched his own podcast, um, at the beginning he had superb guests like Jimmy Dornan and Eamon Holmes, and now he has to rely basically every week on having Aaron Butler on, no offence, and it's just basically like Boytown Light every week, because he isn't funny enough or interesting enough to do a podcast by himself. So thanks for the question, Shane. Thanks for the obnoxious behaviour every week. Thanks for being an asshole. And thanks for ending the podcast on that sly note. Guys, um, I don't even know how long I've done here. Let me just check. Boom, 50 minutes. It's 45 we hit. That's all. If you like it, share it. If you want to, you know, rate and review, please do. It helps massively. Last week of the of the Manscaped promotion, so get on the Manscaped. Get yourself 20% off using the code SLYGUY. And hey-ho, Madario, you want to join the Patreon? Get over to Patreon, um, Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. Just even Patreon search my name, you'll get it. I do an extra podcast every week. It's extra sly than this. I just There's a lot more home truths on it. I'm, sla- I'm more slabbery about people. You can ask me any question, and I'll answer it over on Patreon. Other than that, guys, you take care of yourselves. Now, definitely wear a mask, and also Team Jedward.